The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Willette. Welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today is October 17th, and I'm doing a show called Learning Compassion and Forgiveness After a Tragic Loss. I am so fortunate to have with me today Cherie Burlington, and we're going to be talking to her in just a quick moment. I did want to take a second and just say thank you so much for last week's guest, HealingCrystals.com. It was such an amazing show. I learned a lot about crystals and gemstones that I did not know, and I was able to implement it um, a week or so ago with the full moon. I did some of the suggestions that they gave to me. So that was really, really nice. And thank you so much, Lourdes and Tara, for taking the time to speak with us. Had so much positive feedback. And I also want to take a moment to just tell you that I have a YouTube video out doing weekly card readings, and that's available on the side of my page, on my on my host page, on the links. And that's fairly new. I started doing that. So at the end of the show, the card readings that I'm doing for the listeners are going to be a little different, and I've been pulling just a soul coaching card and a, um, a crystal card as well, too. So we'll be still continuing to do that. So thank you so much for all the listeners. I really, really appreciate every, every one of you writing in and sending messages and showing your support and your encouragement. I am here for you. The shows are for you. So please keep writing in and letting me know what you like, what you don't. Send me comments, questions, concerns, anything like that. I'm really open to hearing everything. So... That being said, I am so fortunate, like I said, to have Cherie Burlington here with me. In today's show, she's, we're going to be talking with her. She's a mother who has been spiritually transformed by the loss of her 19-year-old son, Neil. Cherie's going to share her story with us and the lessons of compassion and forgiveness which resulted from this life-altering experience. She's no longer afraid of death, and she now knows that life doesn't end when the human body dies. This message was clearly driven home by her son, Neil, who's become a bridge to connect his mom with other grieving families. We're also going to learn more about the foundation that she created called BRAP33, B-R-A-P-33, and she started this to educate parents about motorcycle track racing as a safer alternative to street racing. So we're going to hear how this great tragedy has healed and empowered her to move forward on an unexpected journey of spiritual enlightenment. So that being said, I am so fortunate to have with me, and she's and she's sitting right here next to me. So thank you so much today, Cherie, for being a guest on my show. You're welcome, Lisa. I'm happy to be here with you today. I, I do want to take this moment, first of all, and first and foremost, and say that loss of anybody in your family is incredibly difficult, and no parent should have to go through what you went through. So I am personally, I'm sure I speak for millions out there, no parent should have to go through this kind of a loss. So thank you for taking the time. I'm sure this is probably difficult for you. So thank you for taking the time to share your story with everybody and let us know, you know, you're such a strong, strong person. And I um, actually find the process of sharing this story healing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, therapeutic? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So um, I guess that there, it's such a, and I know you, you were sitting here together and you brought a, a kind of a map too. You kind of drew out a, um, not a map, but you drew out, what do you call that? A, I, I call it a mystery because <laughs> you're talking about how I Everybody met is, you. Can, yeah, how she, how she met me is quite the interesting story. I'm going to let her share the story first about Neil. So okay, sure, she, why don't you sure. tell the listeners as much as you want to, whatever you're comfortable with, Sure. just the story of the law. Sure. So, um, so my son Neil was 19 years old, and um, he was a very fast kid. He was interested in anything that went fast, anything that had a motor. He had lost his license. He had been arrested for reckless driving. So he was, you know, he was a kid who um, really enjoyed going as fast as he could. So on August 20th in the afternoon, I came home from This was a couple years work. ago? This was two years ago, August okay. 20th, 2012. I came home, and um, minutes after arriving, there was a knock on the door. 
and I looked out the door, and there were there were policemen standing on my stairs. And they came in my house and asked if I was the mother of Neil Burlington, and I said yes. And they said, uh, you know, that he died. Oh. He died in a motorcycle street racing accident. And um, it's funny, two years later, I'm still as surprised to hear that come out of my mouth as I was the day that it happened. I I can only imagine. I'm getting goosebumps, just confirmation goosebumps as you're talking. It's very perplexing because, you know, death is a fact of life. Right. We are all going to die, and we're all going to die in all kinds of different ways. But when, you know, when you're six foot five, noisy teenage son leaves the house one day and never comes home again, it's very perplexing. I um. I'm amazed. So, you know, so he and three friends were out on a hot summer day in August. They had just graduated a couple of months before, and um, they were going too fast. They came around a blind corner and uh, couldn't make the corner. Neil and uh, another rider went down, and at the moment that they went down, a car came around the corner, and Neil slid into the car and was, was killed immediately. And his friend hit the only telephone pole for miles, naturally, and was um, medevaced by helicopter to Boston with very serious injuries. Right. Um, the part of the story that people don't know, and when they f- hear it, they, they're confused by it, is that the woman that was driving the car um, that Neil slid into um, left the scene of the accident okay. and went home, leaving wow. my son dead on the side of the road and his friend, you know, critically injured on the side of the road. Crazy. And, um, you know, I know that people do all kinds of things out of fear. You know, we make all kinds of wrong choices out of fear. And I know that that was something that was driving her that day. She must have been scared out of her mind. She was terrified. And, you know, maybe she, she had a reason to be terrified. I've always thought that there was... Something happening that day that we don't know about with her. Um, but the thing that's kind of surprised me about myself to the reaction is that, you know, short moments after getting this information of how Neil died and the circumstances, my first reaction was, oh, my God, this poor woman driving down the street on her way home. And then this nightmare unfolds in front of her. And the next thing you know, right. you know, there's a dead boy. Right. Um, wow. How, I didn't, how amazing of you to think of that. I don't know that that would be my first thought. Well, I was surprised that it was mine because, you know, I have to give you a little bit of backstory on Cherie Burlington. I have, you know, I'm sort of, <laughs> I have this sort of persona of being abroad and a bit of a cynic and, you know, um, a little bit of an attitude and edge. <laughs> I can and, see that. <laughs> and so... Um, it's not that compassion didn't come naturally to me. I, I think I've always been a compassionate person. It just, it was sometimes something I needed to reach for. It was not right. always Right there at the there. forefront. And so my response to this woman leaving was, you know, I guess sympathy for how difficult it must have been to have this happen to her. And you must have been in shock, too. And I was, and I was. So, um, you know, one of the the things that happened to me that caused me to recognize that I wasn't the same person after Neil left than I was before he left. Yeah, you and I talked before the show. You said that you kind of qualify, not qualify, but you look at things as before Neil and after Neil, right? Yeah, sort of like when you have a baby, you know, it's before the baby and after the baby. So I had the baby and he became a man and now it's before he left and after he left. Okay. But, But the day after Neil died, I was in the grocery store and I was just sort of like a zombie putting one foot in front of the other and... I remember looking around at all of the people in the store and thinking, you can't tell. You can't look at me and have any idea what I'm going through. And immediately behind that thought was like, oh, my gosh, I can't tell what you're going through. Wow, you're giving me goosebumps again. (laughs) it It was this profound feeling of empathy and compassion that like overwhelmed me it was like i remember thinking if anyone in here i'm going to get emotional is feeling even the tiniest bit of what i'm feeling right now yeah. i need to be gentle yeah and exactly i i you know i 
joked around for months after that, calling myself Sister Mary Cherie because (laughs) I've been transformed from this grumpy, cynical woman into this person who looks at everybody and recognizes our incredibly fragile humanity. Right. You know, Um, so... Yeah, you know, so that's 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 the basic story, and the, in the the change for me was immediate and almost like unrecognizable. Even people that have known me for years are saying you're different, right? And of course, you would be different after you bury your only child. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. I really, our kids are close in age, and I can't even imagine that. Yeah, but different in a different kind of way, different than so how do you think a grieving you, parent. How, well, how do you think you came to the forgiveness stage? Um, do, you, do you think it was just you came by it naturally or? I, I feel like it was something that was granted to, to yeah. grace or given to me or something because I, I didn't ask. I wasn't seeking. I just was overwhelmed with this incredible feeling of forgiveness. And I... I you know, I mean, I'm the type of person when I'm driving down the street, I'm pretty vocal in my car, and that went away. And yeah. I, you I had really, a transformation of I sorts. I really did. I really did. That surprised yeah. me and everyone around me. So, um, so it's been a, a very interesting journey for me, um, learning to live my life without my child. He was my purpose for being around. You know, he was he was high maintenance kid. Um, and also getting to know this new person that I am and trying to understand what's happened to me. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. It's yeah. an incredible transformation. And, I mean, we're going um, to go to a commercial break really shortly. And um, when we come back, I'd love for you to share with the listeners. It's such an, it's such an interesting story. And I know Neil had a huge hand in it and on how you and I met. Mm. And the so, whole story, like we were just talking about, of how everybody is interconnected. And, again, that's Neil's doing. Like every, And as I'm talking about him, every time I talk about him, I know he's right here. I get, I get goosebumps down my whole entire body every time. I, he's just such an amazing, I never got to meet him in person, but he's such an amazing spirit, amazing soul that I know that he's part of your, he's part of your, I don't want to say lesson, but he's a huge teacher for you on the other side. So I believe he's helping you with these compassion and forgiveness lessons. That's good. So yeah, it's really, it's really, um, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic story. It's, well, I mean, I, I don't mean that. I mean, it's a fantastic journey that you're on, and thank you for taking the time to share your story. I understand. So we are going to, um, we are going to, well, actually, you know what? I think we have a little bit of time left. Um, let, let's see. Um, why don't, well, I don't know, even know that we have enough time to get into the whole story of how we, we, we met or how we became acquainted, but let's talk really quickly about, um, I know you just talked about how you define life before Neil and after Neil, right? Mm. Do you find that to be um, in in every aspect of everything or? I mean, yeah, Neil is in in my life and in my mind every day, all day. I mean, it's not like I'm obsessed thinking about my dead child, but, you know, every memory that I have of the last 20 years of my life includes this child. He's right. interwoven through my relationships and my friendships right. and my family. So um, there's he's always present in my mind. But I guess what I've come to realize is that he's just plain old always present. He is. He, he is around he it. Is. And we've also we've also come to realize that through friends that we know that I didn't realize that we knew at the time, he's come through to other people as well as the way we met. Um, so let's just, um, let's stop for a quick commercial break here. And um, if anybody's listening and you want to reach Cherie, she, um, Cherie, why don't you tell them, I know that you also do, you're also the owner, I should have said this start at the beginning, you're also the owner of Museware Pottery. I am. Yeah. yeah. And you, tell us just really quickly, we quickly. have like a minute or so. But okay, about us. my company. My company is Museware Pottery and we design wedding gifts, personalized wedding gifts. So we paint designs on pottery and we sell it to gift stores nationwide. So um, I do that. I do a lot of other design work. I'm I, I'm a little bit everywhere, uh, but my primary job is museware pottery, and um, I've got a staff of two people who are loyal and wonderful. Okay, and you can be reached at 
um, what is it, the www.about.me forward slash Cherie Burlington? That, that has links to everywhere. On okay, it. perfect. So if you're just, uh, yeah, so if you want to reach Cherie and get in touch with her for more information, contact her there. We'll be back right after this quick commercial break. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Ouellette. If you're just tuning in now, we are talk. I am talking with Cherie Burlington. And right before the commercial break, she was letting us know she's a designer, a licensed artist, seeker, storyteller, and humorist, as well as the owner of Museware Pottery in Manchester, New Hampshire. And she just shared with us that she is a self-described cynic. Um, she was. She did find herself spiritually transformed by the sudden tragic loss of her, her 19-year-old son, Neil, um, to a motorcycle street racing accident. And in the weeks following his death, messages from Neil began to reach her, introducing her to a local community of healers and mediums. That's actually how we met. So we're going to tell that story in just a minute. Cherie found herself um, tied to a group of area parents after that who had all recently lost teenage sons. And all four boys were tied to one another socially, too. And I'm getting goosebumps again. I, I love the confirmation. Um, so Neil continues to act as a bridge to connect Cherie with other grieving families. And she's also, like I said before, started an educational foundation called BRAP33.com. And its mission is to introduce motorcycle street racers and their families to relative safety of the, of the racetrack. Um, excuse me. So if you have or know of a speed-loving kid, please visit www.BRAP33.com. And like we just said right before the break, Cherie's art and design projects can be found at www.about.me forward slash forward slash Cherie Burlington. So um, she's always interested in, um, you know, in sharing my, absolutely. sharing my stuff. Absolutely. So welcome. So welcome back, Cherie. Thank you. To the second segment of our show. So it's an interesting story. Um, if you want to share how, I'll, and I'll just tell you, I am a psychic medium, but this particular day I had a good friend of mine who, who I've had on my show several times, Carissa Dorman. She's an amazing medium. Um, she, I had a, a girl party, like a, a girl's night out at my house. And I had five or six girlfriends here at my home. And Carissa was doing mediumship group readings for everybody you know standing up and reading everybody in the group and um and one of our our mutual well actually it's a funny story but my friend maria was here and the message came through for maria so you you go ahead and share the story so i got a call 
days later from Maria's daughter, Rebecca, who is good friends with Neil. And she said, Neil came through in a reading and gave me all of this information. And, um, you know, the number 33 came up as being significant to the accident and described him, described my son. And, you know, I put that away and I was happy that he was reaching out. And what people don't know, let me interrupt for just one quick moment. So, like I said, there was a group of, actually, I'm thinking back, I think there were six or seven of us in the room. And we were all pretty positive. We have a pretty um, outgoing friend who's got a pretty big personality. We were all pretty sure she was going to be the first one to get a reading. And Carissa was kind of standing looking at her. And then all of a sudden she kind of turned and she just kind of looked at Maria. And she started talking about this young boy who had passed in a motorcycle accident. And, I mean, Maria hadn't shared this story with any of us. So nobody else knew who this was. But he, I guess what I'm telling you is he wanted to be the first one to come through. He wanted to tell his story. And it was really, I want to say, maybe just two weeks after his passing. It was very, very brief. It, it, was, very it was like the first week in September. So it was yeah. very, very quickly. So anyway, yeah. just to continue. So, yeah, so I get this call from Rebecca, and she lets me know that Neil came through. And... I don't even know how much time went by. Maybe just a couple of days later, a woman who works in my building, and my building has got hundreds of businesses. It's a mixed use. It's a big old beat-up mill. Came in and said, I am so sorry to hear about your son. I can't even explain the convoluted group of people that she knew. Right, right. Her son turned out to be friends with the man who found Neil on the side of the road. Oh, wow. It just was so complicated that I actually had to draw a schematic yeah, to that's understand what you the relationship. today. <laughs> so it was all these mothers and children, four mothers, four children, through this complex web that all knew one another. And um, I ended up calling, oh, I don't even know how to describe this. I ended up calling one of the people who was at the right. um, reading. Yes. Turns out she did Reiki. I right. didn't know what Reiki right. was. So I said, well, what is it? And she said, it's healing energy. And I said, I need I need, Absolutely. I totally need healing energy. Right. So I went to. We had a Reiki clinic a, yeah. at um, at Deb Geeman's Bedford Body Care. Exactly. We were so doing a, a, a Reiki clinic that night. I went in there and I think I was, I must have, <laughs> the stars must have aligned that day because I had a whole room you did. full of Reiki practitioners. But there was about there was about four of us working on you. You had four pairs of hands on you, and it was an amazing experience. So thank you for allowing me to be part of that. It was incredible, and it, it just so all of these women that I met that day, I have run into over and over again, and they, I realize they're all connected. And, and, and tell the connection of Deb, who was the one doing the Reiki clinic. Deb's... Or, Deb's son is friends with, I can't do you, this. No? Yeah, well, I can try. It's just, <laughs> it may not translate. Deb's son is friends with the woman who works in my building, yep. her son, yep. who also worked with the man who found Neil on the it's side crazy. of the road. It was so complex that I literally had to draw it so that I could yeah. understand the relationships. So, um, you know, I just continued to hear from Neil through other people. Right. Um, and so shortly after that happened, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, how I got involved with all of these other families. Absolutely. Can I lead into that? Absolutely. Share, so, your, share your story anywhere you want. So shortly after this, you know, these readings started coming through to me, I... Um, just started, I don't know, looking around on his Facebook page and stuff, and I realized that um, four families, including mine, had lost 19-year-old sons in six months in the Manchester, New Hampshire area. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized they all knew each other and had mutual friends. So the first thing I did was start to contact these mothers through Facebook and say, this is who I am. My son knows your son this way. And, um, and, and it just, it's just, they all ride motocross. I mean, they were all, the they same were the type same of, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were the and same. you know, Neil had a hand in that. I apparently so. Oh, I believe that with apparently every fiber so. of my being. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. So I am now, um, a member of a really, I don't know, a questionable club of parents who have all lost their teenage sons. And one of the things that's, I think that's been so healing about it is that, you know, I can, I can tell you what it's yeah. like to lose a son. You have no idea. Absolutely. I could talk until we both 
die, and you will never know what it so feels like. So I'm hoping like. that some of the other, fa- I'm hoping that some of the listeners out there, if they've experienced this, that they can relate to you, and that you can give them some hope. Yeah, because it cannot some- be explained. Because no matter what you think it is, no matter what kind of pain, the emptiness, it is so much bigger and deeper than that. It. It's incredible. So I started, the first thing that I did was I got all of these families together. Yes. And, um, you know, it was very awkward at first. We didn't know one another. Of course, you know, really awkward. We met at one of the parents' houses and, you know, just we're, we're all very, very awkward. And then we started talking about our kids. And the, all the awkwardness just fell away because, you know, we you were talking a about. Common, you shared a common ground, too. Common ground, but also, you know, okay. just the parent just to be the parent of a 19-year-old boy. Right. And, you know, they're on the cusp of manhood. Sure. They think they know everything. They know about 20% of everything or maybe even less than that. And um, it was just f- so freeing to sit there and talk about your kid that's gone to someone who really, really gets it. Of course. Um, I don't have to. I don't have to soften it or I don't have... When I'm talking to these moms, yeah. I don't have to worry about right. making them feel awkward of course. that I'm talking about of my course. son because they're in it with me. 100% and, uh, of the way. And it's been, it's been awesome for all of us. Um, you know, when we get together, we're, you know, we're going through different stages of healing. You know, the last time we got together, I think our sons had been gone for 18 months and we were starting to move on and right. go on vacations and, right. you know, return to real life again. And feel the guilt that comes along with, right. you know, like every time you catch yourself laughing, oh, crap, I shouldn't be laughing. I lost my I'm son. I'm sure that must be so difficult. It's very, very confusing. You know, you don't know how to behave. Is this appropriate? And when you're with four other parents, you're realizing it's all right. appropriate. Right. And so we, we get together, not a lot, but we're, you know, we're in touch with one another regularly. And, um, you know, we... We talk about our boys. We yeah. talk about what it's like to lose them and right. what it's like to rebuild your life without them. And you're a strong, um, you're a strong, strong woman, Sheree. I know that. I that's I just can't even imagine that. And I know that I can't even remember the timing. I'm going to say I believe it was. I know he passed in August, and and Carissa came to my house or the first weekend in September. I and then you came for the Reiki clinic a few weeks later. I think at the Reiki clinic, I was telling you that I was going to be at, at a, some fair doing a reading, and I think you came in and had a reading with me a That's couple it. weeks later. And not to go into your whole reading, but I just remember telling you that you were stronger than you gave yourself credit for, and that there was this relationship coming for you. And you had just lost a child. You weren't looking for a relationship. You weren't looking for anything. You were like, no, no, you know, this is, I'm, I'm healing, I'm grieving, I'm doing whatever. But again, not to go into too much personal detail here, but you've been with that same person now since that, since about that October, right? Uh-huh. And, yeah. and it's, and I believe that it's helping you in your process. It, You're it moving is. along yeah. in life. I, I'll go into the reading because, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't not believe or believe in all oh, of no, this no, stuff. I just I didn't really think about you it. You didn't know before anything I met, about it. Before sure. Neil left, I didn't know anything about this stuff, really. Not, not really. And so when I went to see Lisa, she was pulling cards. And she's got this deck of cards. And she says, oh, I see a relationship. And I roll my eyes. <laughs> and then she pulls out another deck of cards. Oh, look at this relationship. And I roll my eyes again. <laughs> she goes through four decks of cards. And every deck of cards tell me I'm going to have a relationship. Then she says, I'm going to travel to Europe um, and I'm I'm thinking I'm paying money <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> I'm paying money for somebody to tell me I'm going to Europe on a relationship that I have no interest in <laughs> well you know as things happen the way they do I, I met a man who came to my pottery studio to fix my broken kiln yep and um I think I've known this man in many other lifetimes uh, sure because we are we are so much alike it's almost it's almost embarrassing. Um, and we did go to Europe near <laughs> Germany where you said we were going to go. I love it when spirits right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making me look good. So, um, yeah, it's... Um, but again, so I, I guess my point in bringing all this up is that you didn't 
you didn't know what Reiki was. You didn't, you'd never really probably had a psychic reading before, or you didn't know what a medium was. Now, all of a sudden, you, you have this tragic loss, and you're thrust into this world of all of us, of healers and mediums and, and psychics and spiritual journey. You've, you've taken Reiki since then, right? You've been attuned, mm-hmm. and, and you're just on this, this journey to enlightenment. And does that, do you feel like it helps you? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, one of the things that I've come to realize you know, this man in my life, Tony, drives like a psycho. <laughs> and so one of the things I say to him is that I'm not afraid to die. And I mean that right. I am not afraid to you die. You have said that before. I am afraid to have broken legs or yeah. end up in the hospital. But I am not afraid to die because I really, I hear from my son so often, yeah. so clearly that it is him. And not just him, other right, people that right. I care about. He's His body might be gone. He may have totaled his car. Right. But he's not gone. Oh, absolutely not. Every time I say his name, he comes right in he and is, I feel him. I get goosebumps confirmation. He yeah. loves being the advocate for the other side. He's very vocal. He, he is. He's so involved in, you know, as an example, I had Carissa yeah. to my house and yep. I invited only the parents that had lost oh, their children. Oh, that's a fantastic Only thing. the parents. So she shows up and there's, you know, eight of us sitting there, sitting around and, um, you know, one by one by one, all of these boys came through. And I remember at one point her looking up and saying, there is so much male energy in this yep. room. And and then I remember looking and seeing the look on her face when she said, you have all lost sons. You've all lost That's sons. crazy. You know, I've got her hair on my legs standing up right now. <laughs> my and, 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 you know, and Neil was there with some of these other boys who were, very nervous to come sure. forward, yep. guiding them and helping them. And that's exactly how he was in I, life. I, I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to meet him in, in real life because I love his energy from the other side. Every time he's around, I just it's, it's, such, a, it's such an amazing energy. He's got an amazing soul, amazing spirit. Well, we're all part of the same soul group. Yeah. You know well, that, I so do you'll know see that, him again. Yeah. No, <laughs> of course. Um, now, what is the significance of the three? Because he, he brought forward that a couple times, right? He brought the, well, the number 33 came, came, came across a number of times in readings, and Carissa would ask, you know, have you, do you ha- have any understanding of it? I didn't understand where it came from. I just knew that it was everywhere. Right. And I'm talking about everywhere, in account numbers, I mean, just everywhere. And I started asking around, and it turned out, one of the connections, the, I call this boy the first rider. He okay. was the rider who did not get hurt in this okay. accident, who made the corner and just, you know, went on to have a happy life. Um, his football number was 33. Oh. And um, I don't know the significance of his connection to what happened. I just know that that's where the number sort of originates from. But I find it, I find it so many places in my life that, it almost feels like it's a joke. Well, three three is my favorite number. Three 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 is my lucky number. So when we started talking, you started sharing that with me. I was like, wow, this really resonates with me because t- to me, three is a spiritual number. Yeah, three 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 is a hugely spiritual number. And that's what I've come to learn yeah. is that it's about spiritual growth and a spiritual journey. And so it seemed appropriate that I attach that number to to the Brap Foundation yeah. um, as a way to sort of tie it together absolutely so we're gonna we're gonna stop here at this time and we're gonna take a quick commercial break again when we come back i'd love for you to share more about the brat foundation and and talk about that and um, anything else you want to share with us about about your story um i because i i know that uh there's so many synchronicities it's such a it's such a crazy amazing story so so please um if anybody has any questions or um interest in the show you can reach me directly at lisa willette at comcast.net that's my comcast.net that's my email you can i hope you're listening live and if you're not able to listen live please listen to uh on the you can listen on my host page anytime after the show. You can find us on iTunes, on uh, the Stitcher app or Voice America app. There's so many different ways to listen to the show. It's such an amazing story. And um, I want to hear from Cherie after we come back from the break about a Buddhism quote that's turning poison into medicine. I think that's a great quote. So we'll take a break now. We'll be back right after this. is the 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in now, I'm your host, Lisa Ouellette, and I'm so privileged to have with me today, Cherie Burlington. She's been talking about the tragic um, loss of her son and how she's learned forgiveness and compassion. Cherie is such an amazing, amazing person herself. I, I wish you all had the privilege of sitting here across from her. It's, um, it's, it's, it's very, very humbling. So I'm very, very privileged that she's taking the time to be here. I know this is a very difficult thing to, to talk about. So right before the commercial break, we were talking about the significance of the number three, and you were talking about BRAP 33. So why don't you share a little bit more about this, because this is a foundation you started, right? Right, right. It's in the process of being built. Um, life gets in the way sometimes. But, True. Um, the, the, the word BRAP, Neil called me up about a week before he died, all excited. Mom, mom, I'm getting BRAP on my motorcycle license plate. And I said, ooh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> what does it mean? And he said, you know, it's the sound a motorcycle makes. And I said, oh, c- congratulations. And, you know, we hung up and uh, we just kept on waiting for the BRAP motorcycle license plate to show up and it never did. And okay. I think that the price was too expensive for him. So it just sort of, we used the term BRAP to sort of refer to Neil and this whole thing that had happened. And three people in his life ran out and got it tattooed on their arms and legs. And, you know, it just became this this phrase that we would refer to. And I was driving down the street um, uh, sometime over this past weekend, and um, I saw a truck in front of me, and it said B-R-A-P, and it had, I don't know what number was after it, but it definitely said that on the license plate. Yeah, yeah. So in in the motorcycle world, they they know what it means. It's more of a um, dirt bike sound than a motorcycle sound. But But I was so excited because I'm like, oh, he's here with us, just happy that we're, because I was thinking, you know, we're doing the show in a couple days, and you know, so it's just exciting. So while we were at work one day, day, Nicole, my number one, the girl who helps me run my company, said, you know, it'd be really cool if we could, if BRAP could stand for something, you know, if we could come up with something that it stood for, like Burlington Racing and Pottery. Ooh, I love it. Well, it doesn't make sense, but it does in kind of a weird way. So we just decided that BRAP stood for Burlington Racing and Pottery. So one of the things that I thought about, um, you know, Neil... Neil died because he was racing. They were street right. racing. Right. And I can tell you that I grew up around motorcycles my whole life. My brother started racing motorcycles at the racetrack in 19, I think it was 1989. Um, we are a motorcycle family. I put Neil on his first dirt bike when he was four years old. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, f- motorcycle 
motorcycles and going fast and that whole thing. It's just a part of who we are. Sure. You know? So I started thinking about um, my experience on the racetrack with my brother. My brother um, had a premonition of his own death one day. He was riding his motorcycle oh. the way he describes it. And people, people really do this thing. He said he was driving, riding down this road, coming around a corner at 150 miles an oh, hour. Oh, my goodness. This is what people do. And he said, he, he said, I knew that by the end of the day, I was going to be dead. I knew it. Oh. He said, I slowed down. I pulled over to the side of the road. Everyone else passed me. And I stayed in the back of the pack for the rest of the day. And I said, that's it. I'm never racing on the street again. And that following weekend, he went up to the racetrack in Laconia, New Hampshire, yeah. which is um, uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, sure. and signed up for the motorcycle racing course. And... Um, and that's how that whole thing started. I was unemployed at the time, and he asked me if I wanted to go. Okay. So I went with him, and they were looking for, um, they call them corner workers. And the corner workers are the people you see on television with the flags, yep. wave the flags. Yep. <clears throat> so I volunteered to be a corner worker, and I ended up working at the racetrack for um, over four years Okay. as a motorcycle safety crew yep. corner worker. So I was pregnant with Neil. I mean, he grew up, you know, of he was, course. He heard that sound of motorcycles of going around the track. So it was, it was ingrained know. in him, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I only left corner working when I found out I was pregnant sure. with him, and it seemed not safe yeah, to, right, to be there. So I started thinking, you know, if more people knew about the racetrack as an option, sure. They wouldn't race on the street because on the street, there are oncoming cars. One killed Neil. There are telephone poles that smashed up Justin. Yeah. You know, there are all kinds of things that can go wrong, and they do every single day in a split second. Of course. And people die all the time on the street, which is not to say that they don't die on the racetrack. Of course. They do. But the racetrack is a controlled environment. There were no oncoming cars, no telephone poles. Right. There's a motorcycle safety crew. Right. There are ambulances on course. So you started this foundation. So I started this foundation as an educational foundation. I want parents, you know, when you've got a fast kid, you know you have a fast right. kid. That's all they talk about. Of course. So if you've got one and you don't want them to be killed on the street, check this out. Okay. Find a local track. If you're in New England, there's, there's um, you know, the track up in Loudoun. There are tracks all over the country that have motorcycle training courses. You get your license, which allows you to race on any track in the country. Okay. And, you know, it's not cheap. Absolutely. But it costs $10,000 to bury a kid. I was going to say, in the in the scheme of things, yeah, it's, it's probably more cost effective. So well, you, thank yeah. you for sharing that information. Well, so if you're out there listening, <clears throat> www.brap33.com and, and look into this um, safety, you know, this is a, a safer way for your child. So thank you, Cherie, for, for starting that. That's oh, fantastic. I know I, before we run out of time, I know we have a few minutes left, but I wanted to make sure. I, I thought it was an interesting, I know you and I have talked before the show, and you were telling me about this Buddhism quote, and I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but you talked about turning poison into medicine. Yeah. And um, I, I just thought that was fascinating because this is the situation that you found yourself in is it's kind of like poison. It's not it's not a, a you know it's not a tasteful thing. It's not a good thing. So would you share that quote with us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some people never recover from this. Some people's lives are destroyed by the death of a child or the death of a spouse or, you know, of a course. parent or anything. Losses, they, they never yeah. can recover from it, and they spend the rest of their lives experiencing that death over and over again, right. um, which is poison. Uh, absolutely. And so, you know, not, not through my own devices or anything, I somehow managed to take this thing that could have destroyed me and found the strength that I didn't know that I had of course. as a result of it. You are definitely which, a strong woman. Which is the medicine. you know. Right. So in Buddhism, they talk about turning poison into medicine as a way to recognize the learning um, in an experience so that you can come out of the other end transformed by it rather than being destroyed by it. That's hugely empowering. It, it is. And, you know, I wish... There's an expression that I use joking around yes. with, with this boyfriend, Tony. He's yes. always trying to enlighten me. Right. And I always say, you can't flip a switch on at your house and expect the lights to come on right. in mine. So I spend a great deal of time wishing that I could flip a switch on in my house and turn on your lights. Right. Um, I, I wish that there were a way for me to share this transformation, how I got it, so that when I see people that are in pain and that are 
being letting themselves be yes. destroyed by something, I could say, here, try yes. this. Well, don't, don't you have another technique that you were talking about, the feeding technique? Well, yeah, <laughs> pearls of wisdom from Anthony. So Anthony, whenever he's trying to share his wisdom with me, tells me that he can, you know, babies either need to be airplane fed yeah. <laughs> or um, convinced to be fed, that those are the two ways you, you, you know, feed a child. And right. I said, how about if you leave it on the table and then when they're hungry, they'll eat it. Right. I'm the eat it on, leave it yeah. on the table kind of person. And that's like spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. When you're ready to move to that place, you'll do it on your own time. You'll do it on your own Instead time. of somebody trying to force that feeling of forgiveness or compassion on you, right? Because you, there's no way that you can get this until you yeah. get this. Words of wisdom from Cherie. I love it. <laughs> if you, could I ask you this? Yeah. If you could give any advice. Um, to other parents or anybody else who might have experienced loss, somebody listening in who suffered a similar loss, what what would you what would you say? Find other people. That's Find important. Other, it it was transformative for me because there there's this incredible loneliness. You know, I mean, when you lose something that's so much right. a part of you, there's an incredible emptiness and loneliness, and. The people in our lives that haven't experienced that loss, you can't show them your pain the way you can someone else. That's right, like you talked about this I other pro- group of, I protect, of parents. You know, like I protect my, my family from sure. my grief because I don't want to see them Aww, hurt by it. That's... But when I'm with the moms and yeah. the dads, you know, and another thing. Everything's out on the table. Grief counseling. I mean, I didn't think I needed grief counseling until I started grief counseling. Okay. And I can sit across from my therapist, and I'll tell you, the grief that comes out in front of him where I don't have to worry about making him feel awkward yeah. is very cleansing. I can only yeah. imagine so that, fine, that, safe, yeah. that safety, that yeah. those people that you can share safe, yeah. safely with and not feel awkward or embarrassed yeah. and not that you have anything to feel awkward or embarrassed yeah, just about to but filter. you, you want to yeah. protect people from your grief because it's big of course it's big it's heavy well gosh thank you Cherie this has been so I, I, I hope that the listeners um, I hope that the people listening in and tuning into the show today I hope that you've been able to take some something away from Cherie's amazing story she's I, I'm telling you she's an incredible incredible woman um, I'm just so privileged to have met you in, in the circumstances again I thank Neil so thank you Neil for bringing us you know together in this on this journey because I'm privileged to be a part of your spiritual journey as you move forward. I'm learning a lot from you, just the stories that we shared, and even for taking the time to be on today's show, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap up the show quickly with a, um, I'm going to pull a card for soul coaching, what your, what your uh, soul wants you to know. I'm going to pull a crystal card, too, to let the listeners know what they can expect coming up for the week. And this would be from... Uh, today is the 17th, so this will be from Sunday the 19th to the 24th, right? 25th, next week the 25th. So the card for the week coming up, what your soul wants you to know is focus. Okay, so the card is focus. All of my thoughts are directed towards my highest good. So that's important moving forward, and I think that has to do with the show, focusing on what's important for you here today, moving, you know, in your in your journey. What you focus on is what you create. So put your attention on thoughts that are beautiful, worthwhile, and loving. It's time to focus your intent and your passion on one thing only, rather than being scattered in different directions. So like Sheree was just talking about, compassion and forgiveness, maybe, you know, if you're listening in, maybe that's where your focus is. If you got something else going on in your life, just focus on one particular thing. Your soul wants you to know that what we, excuse me, what you see around you is the result of what you focus on. So when you direct your thoughts towards good and attract positive experiences and people into your life, you you focus on what isn't working. So, But when you create even more challenging situations by doing that. So if you aren't pleased with the direction that your thoughts are going on, that your life is going down, concentrate on what you desire, not on what you don't want. Mm-hmm. So to develop inner power, gather your internal energy and focus intently on one thing only. Being scattered in a myriad of directions dilutes your strength. 
Devote your attention to your career, your relationship, a hobby, or something that you're, you're very passionate about. Diminish your activities that are not essential to your goal, and it'll all just be a matter of time until miracles begin to occur. And the affirmation for this card is, all my thoughts are directed towards my highest good. And the card that I'm going to pull for crystals to go along with that, the gemstone and the crystals that everybody can use to move forward, is... I'm not even sure I can pronounce this card. Intigorite. And this is all about, it's for the heart chakra. So that's kind of, that's kind of telling as of today's show. So it helps with the heart chakra. It's a green stone. It's, um, it's creativity. It's release. It's truth. Um, you know, this, this card, I pulled the gemstone card and it's letting you know to focus on your heart chakra and to release those negative emotions that aren't working for you. Focus on the truth. It goes in tandem with the focus card here. The truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. So creativity, be creative about what it is that you want. If, you, if you're listening in and you're a grieving parent um, or, or somebody that's had a loss, find different ways. Be creative. Find different ways to release this negativity, this guilt that you might be feeling. Get in touch with a, a different group of people. Um, like Cherie was just saying, it's comfort to have somebody that understands you that you don't have to share um, your, what's the word I'm looking for, that you don't have to share feeling guilty about. You can just let your emotions flow freely. So um, that being said, I want to just tell you that next week on the 24th, I'm going to have Dr. Amanda Romania. She's going to be doing a show with us on Akashic Records. She's also a, um, a fellow host on the Voice America channel, and she has a show called, um, I believe it's called Akashic I'm not sure. I think it's called Akashic Records. Um, but she's going to be talking about Akashic Oracles and um, letting us know the Akashic Records. They contain the energetic prints about the origin and journey of every soul through its lifetime. So we're going to get to hear all about um, how the Akashic Records help us, how they can show us to access these records for our personal growth and how to use these amazing powers in our own spiritual journey. So I want to take a moment again to thank you, Sharif, for being here on my show and for sharing your, your story with us. I, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, it's been a crazy ride for you, but I am so thankful that you are, that you did definitely take the time. And I want to thank all the listeners in again. If you have any any stories that you'd like to share with me about this, you know, if you want to share the stories, I will forward them to Cherie, or you can, you can get in touch with her directly. Um, feel free to contact me at any time. Again, listen in, and I'd love to hear your comments. So everybody have a great weekend. TGIF. Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.